Welcome to Pod of Greed, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaibacore this season in association with Industrial Illusions. My name is Dan, a.k.a. Mike Dawson, a.k.a. Yami Time. Uh, hi, and I'm Sarah, a.k.a. Actually, I'm going to leave my nickname to the end. Uh, we have a special guest today. Hi, yeah. Uh, I'm Tanner. I'm the host and game master of the Shadow of the Cabal podcast, and I'm a lifelong Yu-Gi-Oh fan, and my favorite card is Kunai with Chain. Mm. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Do you have a Joey Wheeler impersonation to go with it? You, uh, uh, hey, you, oh, Kunai with Chain, baby dragon, you know, you could just do that all day. I could just yeah, do that yeah. for like the next 60 minutes if you want. I mean... Yeah, fucking, you might you might be beating out Jared for um, uh, Joey impersonations. Um, so, um, before we begin uh, our episode proper, um, could you tell us maybe a bit about your history with Yu-Gi-Oh and why you're into it and how you started watching it? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh like many Americans. Uh, I believe, God, what channel was it even on? It was, it was a, it was kids, a Saturday. Yeah, kids yeah. WB maybe. Yes, it was Kids WB. I was gonna say Fox Kids, but it's Kids WB, um, and that was on like after school every day. And by that time, I had like watched Pokemon and Digimon, but I was like a cool middle schooler, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then it was <laughs> awesome. So um, I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh pretty much from its launch through duelist kingdom and then through battle city and then everything after that it was kind of on and off for me um so yeah and i i played the card game as a kid and stuff like that i was never any good at it and the, the more i look back on it the more i realize it was just sort of a bad card game and <laughs> <laughs> um i you know i moved on to like magic the gathering and all that stuff um then i got at the same time i was reading a lot of like shonen jump because they were um releasing monthly shonen jump in the u.s starting mm -hmm. in like 2002 2003 so pretty much between like 2003 to 2007 i pretty much read every shonen jump series that was serialized and Yu-Gi-Oh was one of those and then i realized oh this is just saw um yeah <laughs> this, this fucking death game um i fucking love the manga yeah it's it's pretty wild um and then I sort of, you know, I, I got into high school and I was way too cool for all this crap. And then I got into college and then there was one winter where I fell into a very deep depression and then marathoned all of Yu-Gi-Oh! on Netflix. And then I'm like, shit, this is actually really good. So, um, yeah. Fucking uh, depression, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show just to have on and just like let it pass you by. Kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just look up and there's like an old Egyptian wizard fighting like a, a T Rex and like someone's throwing some cards in the water and Bandit Keith is there and then you know you're having a good time. Yeah. That's that's how it be. Yeah. Um Okay. So um this week we watched episodes 28 uh, 29 and 30 um in oh actually before we start i i never said my nickname um and because this is our christmas special sort of ish this oh, is yeah. like the episode before christmas um my my nickname is twas the night before battle and all through the castle, not a duelist was stirring in Pegasus' vast halls. Their decks were all built with skill and great care in the hopes that a tournament win would be theirs. Lil Yugi is snuggled all safe in his bed, while evil Bakura through the night treads. Bandit Keith into Jonuichi's room he doth creep and takes his King Glory card while Brooklyn's asleep. And then the poem was really fucking long, so I didn't really bother doing the rest. Um, right. But there you go. I would like to change my nickname to Pegasus's Great Holes. I, I'm changing <laughs> my, my I'm changing my nickname to the time Kaiba got drunk at the Christmas party. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the Japanese title for episode twenty eight is Night Before Battle: Pegasus Secret, which inspired my poem parody masterpiece. Um, yeah. What's it, it in English? In English, it is titled The Night Before. Uh, oh, okay, so so pretty similar. You know, very. Yeah. They just they knew where we we were gonna be at Christmas. Uh, yeah. Very seasonally appropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, this this kind of brings up one topic I want to talk about, which is mm-hmm. I've also been rewatching over the past year all of Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. um, and the Japanese titles for anime are fucking buck wild. Like, they are. The 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 American version will be like showdown with the androids and it'd be like oh okay what's gonna happen in this one and the japanese title is like yamcha fucking dies android 18 <laughs> spears him through the heart and he falls dead it's like well, do i need to watch the fucking episode it's so bad it happens all yeah. the time it's just like oh will piccolo make it out of this one check out next time on dragon ball z next episode piccolo fucking <laughs> dies so yeah the anime i watched <laughs> Or the anime group, I, the group I do anime group watches with, that originally got me into Yu-Gi-Oh over this year. We there is an episode of Dragon Ball Super we found out is just titled Goku Dies. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's just so wild how they have no care. But I guess it's really good if you're trying to like look back at the list of episodes and being like, which one did Goku die in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. But wonder which. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, my version of the uh, episode. Well, first we have like a little recap. That's like, oh hey, Kaiba's a card now. Blah 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 blah. And then the Japanese episode proper starts just with some really uncomfortably horny food noises, like, <laughs> and like Joey's just chowing down on a big banquet meal, glad to be alive. Um, yeah. Do y'all get that? Yeah. Well, kind of. We definitely got the eating and. Taya said, Taya made a joke about how they would be good at dual munchers. Which is <laughs> and, the name of my uh, and there is like a lot of extended thing. dialogue at the start of <laughs> Joey just enjoying eating. Joey just in eating. 
Yeah, like, what are you coming to Yu-Gi-Oh for if not for, like, a Japanese Brooklyn man eating noises, you know? That's what everyone wants. Thanks, for kids. Um, we get also get, like, a little pan past a picture of Shadi, um, which I just want to take that opportunity to mention that, like, in the manga... Um, obviously like season zero happened and everyone knows who Shadi is so like this episode doesn't happen in the manga instead what happens is that they walk past a picture of Shadi and they're like holy shit there's a picture of Shadi what Pontus Pegasus no Shadi blah 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 and then like all the reveals that happen in this episode just happen in like a few panels when they're like oh there's a picture of Shadi Pegasus must have something to do with the millennium items blah 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 episode solved everyone goes to bed apart from like Banda um but uh, in in this episode, a bunch of shit happens overnight. Yeah. Um, so, so we are at a banquet, and everyone's got their soup on. Oh everyone's yeah, this part was on. supremely creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Pegasus's manservant, uh, what's his name, Croquet, comes yeah, and tells Croquet. them about these cards called Glory of the King's Hand or something. Yeah. Um, he's like, you need these to get into the final. Blah blah blah. Sets up the plot thing for several episodes later when Joey loses his card. Doesn't really have an impact on these episodes, so we'll get to them later, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, there's an eye in my soup! Yeah, the soups just have Millennium eyes in them, and they have to open the eye and inside is like a piece of paper with a letter on it. It was like the most contrived way to like possibly just seed a tournament results for four people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also did notice that Joey gets the I, D. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is exactly the sort of thing Pegasus does. Oh, no. I mean, he's extra as hell. He's a dude who has like $10 billion and he has only a children's card game to spend it on. So, I mean, this so is just. Like... I feel like he's just like, oh, I'm going to just commission this one jeweler like three grand per eye to make these intricate little millennium eyes that I'm just going to put in soup and then put paper inside. This is like the 3,000th thing in this series where you're like, "Hmm, Pegasus belongs in jail for this. It's like not even top 10. Yeah, he's hiding out in international waters. Um, That that is why it's on an island. Fuck. Because he's super fucking illegal. We've talked about this. So, let's see. With these letters, they now know who is going to be dueling in the final tournament. It's the first matches are going to be Joey versus Bandit Keith and Yugi versus Mai. Yeah, there's like a little cut to Joey where he's like, "Oh man, I re- oh fuck, I hope I don't get matched up with Yugi." And I'm like, "Bitch, you're you're gonna have to if you win, you're you're gonna have to fight him as a like. Do do, do you think about things? No, I mean, but what? <laughs> yeah. Um. So so we we get the matchups and then there's like a cut to Pegs is drinking wine uh, and in the Japanese dub he says beautiful in the sunset to this and it's God. <laughs> I love this Japanese voice actor so much he's so good. Um, so let's see, we do get like a quick aside about how like uh like Bandit Keith doesn't have the cards. Uh, everyone else, well, neither is Joey, but. Yugi just gives Joey one of his cards because there's nothing saying that they can't have they can't have both. So I guess B- Bandit Keith just left them in his other pants or something. Well, Bandit Keith isn't never got invited. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So was the Duelist Kingdom? So I just jumped in to watch these episodes. It's been a while since I watched the other ones. Was the original Duelist Kingdom tournament an invite only thing? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Like the. They- the- 
thing start. Yuki just got some of these. Yeah, he got the package with the VHS tip and the invite in the post. Gotcha. Um, okay. Because I couldn't remember. Because otherwise, the optimal strategy, right, would be to just hire like fifty people to join the tournament, and then everyone pool your star chips, and then just get three million dollars. You know. Mm. Yeah. 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 But no, Pegasus um, outsmarted me once more. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be honorable. And I sold three old tricks, Tana boy. <laughs> I love how when Pegasus talks, he's always like slightly horny. He's always like, mm, yeah. Yeah. like, like he's getting a very slight amount of sexual pleasure from everything he says or does. Mm. Yeah. Um. So after dinner, uh, yeah, Joey has a food baby, and Yugi splits his <laughs> cards with him. He does like a shot of him. He's like, "Oh, I'm so full," and like he's got a brown tummy. All right, it yeah. just felt that just happens. He loves to eat. Did, did your dub not have the 15 minute scene of Joey taking a huge shit afterwards? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe I didn't get the extended cut. <laughs> Oh, that was just my fanfic. Sorry. I, I get them mixed up. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I mean, you fucking know he did, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because, like, the next thing is, like, we cut to everyone going to bed, and there's, like, a little montage of, like, Mai's building a deck. Joey's already asleep, so we know we cut out, out the part of the montage where, you know, he was just shitting in Cardin. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, also in the dub, Joey's just, like, sleep talking about food. At one point, he just shouts, "Gigantic donut! Gigantic <laughs> donut!" Okay, because in the in the Japanese, he shouts Shizuka, which is you know obviously an, an emotional thing about his motivations for drilling here. But I very much like that they just changed it to donut. Is Shizuka the name of his sister? Serenity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Serenity. I I gotta get the doctor new eyes for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so, um, um, yeah, so, uh, yes, uh, so Mai's building a deck, uh, Joey's asleep, uh, Bakura and Honda come a knocking to Anzu's door to, you know, give her Christmas presents or something. No, no. Um, so yeah, in this episode, Bakura, Honda and Anzu kind of gang up and go lurking about the castle and get up to shenanigans and coax each other into snafus and things. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not. I kind of missed why they do this. Uh, they said like they specifically said in the dub that they're trying to figure out it. They think Pegasus is cheating somehow, and they're trying to figure out how exactly he's doing it. Okay. So like they're gonna like sneak into like the dueling arena and like look around. Uh, also, Bandit Keys is going to try to steal a card and. And of course, there is Yugi's plot, which I guess we could start here. Yugi's uh, fucking. Can I? Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, you know, I'll get to the weird Christian symbology later. These were definitely three Christian episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it starts off, and Yugi's asleep. Um, and he's sort of he's dreaming. He can hear his granddad's voice. He's like, "Save me, Yugi." Um, Yugi. And it, it sort of starts there and goes on a wild direction. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to Hanza, Anzu, and Bakura uh, yeah. in the dual pit place, the place where yeah. the dual, whatever the fuck that's called, and like they can't find no, the anything. Dual pit. No, I like that. Dual pit. Me, me in the dual pit, Pegasus. <laughs> um, 
And at first they, you know, feel their investigation check. Um, but then someone <laughs> climbs a wall, finds a hole in the wall. Yeah, um, okay. it's the most fucking convoluted cheating plot yeah. in the world. Like, yeah. There's there's like this weird beam or like a moon a shaft of moonlight coming out, and they think that this they decide like apparently they can apparently like they can just supposedly Pegasus has some goon looking through a telescope at at uh the cards on the opponent's side and uh, it they think they're going to he's like relaying this information to Pegasus that's their reasonable non magical explanation for this but it's like the moon is up and like they're like oh Tristan, stand like you're holding the fucking card, and he he like <laughs> he stands at the dual station. He holds up a card, and the moonlight like goes right through it, which would like only work, I guess, if you're like a five year old looking at your card for the first time because you don't know what it does. But then again, <laughs> this is Yu Gi Oh, where everyone like just takes turns whenever they want to, and like nobody really does anything for any reason but yeah like lines up with like a telescope and a tower so they're like let's go check out this tower i don't know this is just like in in a show that's 22 minutes long that only really has 18 minutes of content it was just like oh we gotta we gotta spend nine minutes doing something like (laughs) shit (laughs) just make him explore the castle i don't fucking know yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, to be fair, this was one incident in Yu Gi Oh where, like, Yu Gi Oh, where something that seemed far too convoluted to be like a real plot thing actually turned out to not be a real plot thing, and the Pegasus just has magic. Yeah, that's um, true. But that makes it even dumber yeah. that we had to waste nine minutes <laughs> watching it. So, like, let's see what else. Uh, we we cut back to Yugi, who's fully sprinting around the halls of Pegasus's castle after his granddad's voice. Um, which is kind of like he's just he can hear it and he's like, "Granda, where are you?" And he's really like, uh, um, what's the word? Stressed, but panicked about his granda. Anxious. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Um, and then we go on an ad break, and when we come back, there's like a shot of the castle armory, which Honda and that squad are wandering around. Honda finds a grappling hook. Um. Yeah. which uh, he uses Fucking later. Over. There's yeah. a little shot, and Mai is still building her deck. Spoiler alert, she does this all night. Yeah. Um, and then there's a little cut to Bandit Keith, who's like still awake. Um, Yugi then runs into the middle of the courtyard uh, and finds his grandpa's card just like lying in the middle of it yeah. and like picks it up and is like, oh, Granda, how do I save you? Um, we get a cut to Hansa, Anzu, and Bakura, and they're. Did they just on the roof, Noi? They, I guess they had. That's what they did with the grappling hook. They they decided that it would be easier to climb up to the top and sneak in that way than to go through a front or side entrance. Well, and- speaking as a teenager or a former teen boy. If you're a teenager and you're a boy and you find a grappling hook, all of your problems start to look like they are solved by grappling hooks. So this actually made sense to me. Yeah, that, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, um, why would you not want to use a grappling hook? Yeah, and you're 13 years old and you're, you already look like a street punk and wear a trench coat? Fuck yeah, you're going to throw a grappling hook and get where you can get. 
Um, I do want to say that actually in, in the manga, Honda has this kind of James Bond-esque plotline where he like gets up in the middle of the night dressed in like all black and like sneaks around the castle while, you know, James or what while Mission Impossible music plays. I mean, it was a manga, so no music was playing, but the Mission Impossible music was playing in my head. So kudos to your imagination to my imagination. <laughs> um, Anzu does like a whoopsie and some stuff, and then then we cut back to we cut back to Yugi in in the courtyard. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say what happens in in the uh, Japanese version. I just mm-hmm. just see how much of this made it into four kids because yeah. you know Granda's card like flies away from Yugi, and Yugi's like no, and like chases the card, and then it flies into three Christian crosses. Like three Jesus on the Mount style crosses, and Suguroku's card is in the middle of the cross. In the middle, the cross to the left has Kaiba in it, the cross to the right has Mokuba's card in it, and they're just on this hill. And the cards start crying out for salvation in unison, like Yugi save us. I'm like, what kind of fucking Evangelion shit is going on? Did y'all get that? Uh, the only thing that's really different is that they're not crosses, they're just big, shiny pillars. So um, do you think that this was like an intentionally Christian thing or was this something that was just like, oh, they're dead. It's gravestones. Like, what were you trying? Because like, there was, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, have, I, have, I, for, I have an answer, but first of all, I just want to say that the pillars are still very Evangelion. Like there's those pillars yeah. that say the things yeah. in Eva. I'm really excited for that to come out and rewatch it and be like, how the fuck did I enjoy this the first time? Um, but speaking of Eva, there's also that quote from the assistant director who's just like, I uh, was at a con in 2002. I know this because I studied it in my dissertation. And he was just like, um, yeah, we just kind of used the Christian Christianity symbols because like no one's really into Christianity in Japan. So it just seemed kind of exotic at the time. So we just kind of used it because it looked cool. Um, and which is valid, I think. Which is valid. And that's the kind of vibe I get from this, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's wild. I mean, I think that they just did it for aesthetic purposes, which as far as like I'm concerned with like animation, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Um, or I don't know. I'm not an expert on this, but I feel like you should have things be as visually interesting as possible. And if it can make yeah. an audience of eight-year-olds go, what the fuck? Then I think it's good. <laughs> That's all all you need to aim for. It's what we should be aiming for, for our audience of eight-year-olds to be going, what the fuck? Our audience is swearing eight-year-olds. Um... Yeah, so 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 moving on, uh, we cut back to the roof gang. Uh, there's like a whole scene about Anzu's skirt. I don't know if y'all got this in the dub. We did not. Because they're they're on the roof. Honda throws his grappling hook up to the next window and is like, Anzu, why don't you go first? And she's like, "Uh, no, dude, I can't go first. And Honda's like, "Uh, why? She's like, "Uh, dude, why do you think? And like holds her skirt down. Um, And Honda and Bakura just kind of look at each other until Bakura like whispers the secrets of girls into Honda's ear. Um, What what could he have possibly whispered? I, I, I... I don't want to think about it because I don't want to think about Bakura saying the word panties in like a whispery voice because I hate that. And my my fan fiction explores this content and more. Uh, 600 pages. Links to Tanner's fanfic in the show notes. (laughs) Chapter one Um, is Joey taking a big crap. (laughs) Chapter two. (laughs) Um. 
Yeah, Honda's just kind of like, yeah, but you have to go first because if you fall, who will catch you? I what did what did they say in the dub? Uh, I'm very curious. I don't think that happened in the dub. They just are in. They're okay. in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, in the sub we cut back to Yugi who like, doth stand afore three crosses on a hill what cry out for salvation while the ominous winds of the shadow realm blow in the background. It's just really intense. And Grandpa says some words about how Pegasus is dangerous. Then we cut back to the roof squad. Uh. Squad? The roof squad. Where the previous bit pays off by... We see Anzu has climbed up the rope first. And then we get a... And then we cut to Bakura and Honda who are following her. But they're both blindfolded so that they can't see up her skirt. That's pretty great, actually. Um, And there's just a line where they're like, oh, if she falls, we can't save her like this. And then we cut back to Anzu, who, meanwhile, is just climbing a rope perfectly, looking pissed off. And I hate to see this. Um... Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I don't remember any of this. I don't know if that's just because my brain turned off, or if it's because it wasn't in there, though. I, I kind of hope that it wasn't in the four kids dub. Um, it is one thing I would respect four kids for taking out. Um, yeah, I mean, and then there's like like a little bit stupid horny, and I I think that's like okay, but also like if your show is literally your import is called four kids, you know, maybe uh, yeah, yeah. work on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we then, like, I got another cut back to Yugi and uh, talking to his grandpa on the center of three crosses, um, talking about how Pegasus has the power of the shadows. Um, we learn a bit about the shadow realm. Um, and then, like, white fire erupts from the base of the three crosses, like, driving Yugi back for them. Um, it's very intense. There's, like, a sick fucking guitar riff in the background. One thing I will say about the sub. The music is really good, and I love it. Um, you guys then, have all heard um, "Face Up, Face Down" the song, right? Face up, is it face on down. the album "Music to Jewel By"? I believe so. It's the one of Pegasus singing the whole time. He's like, that face sounds up, really face good. Down. Uh, it's fine because I'm sure that your editor will make sure this episode outros with that song. So, um, thanks, Max. Thanks. Max, play it now. Thanks, thanks Maxie. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Also, uh, Max, you better have played like Christmas tingles underneath the nightmare before not nightmare before Christmas, the night before Christmas poem I read. Thanks, Max. Hey, it Max, is... please don't forget to put "It's time to Yule" at the start of the episode. Thanks in advance. Um, it hey, is... Max, treat yourself to some nice candy. <laughs> it's hey, Max, track I love you. Track eleven on "Music to Duel By" is "Face Up, Face Down." It's a modern masterpiece. Mm. I, that whole album is a modern masterpiece, and you know we should link to it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. oh, yes, you popped with the Oh, fucking. Um, yes, yeah, so in the episode, the like roof squad have gotten into the mysterious tower to find this portrait of a blonde woman draped in like tasseled curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like, oh, we've got into the tower. Who's this woman? Well, um, little did they know that they stumbled into Maximilian Pegasus's beat off tower. And <laughs> they, they... <laughs> I don't know, it's just like supremely creepy. Like, I get he's supposed to be a villain. But it's like, just... if you if you catch someone in a tower in a luxurious room draped with silks and fabrics with a giant portrait of a woman in it, 
and he's and waiting a for pot of lube in the other corner. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some Kleenex, and he's waiting for teen, teens to stumble into it. Like, put Pegasus in jail. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Pegasus, he's here. He's here. He's mad that you found his his weird secret Jack Shack. His My Jack Tower. I was gonna go with Fop Trap. Jack Shack is good too. Jack Shack, Jack Shack is good. Or mm, I was gonna go with Power Tower, but that doesn't. Or Power Tower, that does. Uh, mm. Um. So yeah, he busts through the door. He busts through the door. <laughs> he he busts. busts through. Um. He busts and he's like, <laughs> "This is useless. I know all your plans." Um. To which, in the sub, Honda replies, "Good. Then this should be a short fucking discussion because we know you're cheating." Um. I'm not sure if he got that or not, because I don't think I wrote down much of the conversation. I just wrote down what happened next. What happens Which next? Which is the, the Bakura stuff? He punishes them by using his Millennium Eye to turning the floor into goop and sending them to some weird Egyptian tomb. Yeah, the floor becomes jizz. They fall through it. <laughs> it was jizz the whole time. They just looked down. It was like Looney Tunes logic. <laughs> And that tracks with Pegasus. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like a little cut back to the three crosses, which are still ablaze with holy fire or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back to where the Ruth gang, they've, they've fallen into Egypt. Um, they there kind are, of... There's some people chanting, and I managed to like write down what they were chanting in the dub. Uh, were they chanting and, words? Yeah, it was a specific chant that they were repeating over and over again uh in english oh, I, you know what i probably just don't speak japanese and it wasn't subbed so that makes sense why it was like, they were chatting what were yeah. they yeah they were saying realm of shadows in this twilight hour accept these souls and grant us power which just is a pretty over good and over chant. Again. yeah that's a pretty good chant yeah and so um, like they go in and they find like these there's like this whole like chamber of like weird people in cultist robes chanting while two people are playing card games with giant stone tablets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Is one this of the... Like the first hint at that part in like Yu-Gi-Oh? Like the fact that Dual Monsters has been around since Egyptian times, like yeah, yeah. I think this is okay in, because in, that in, comes like a very major plot point, like later on. I just didn't know if this is like the first. I think there or... is like a mention of it when during Yugi's first duel with Pegasus that You're it right. was yeah yeah but yeah. This yeah. is but... like when we're seeing it in action. Yeah, um, like this is definitely the first time in Dual Monsters. Like we saw some of that in season zero whenever Shadi came in. Um, but in this series, this is definitely like the first time. Um, and like, uh, one of the figures turns out to be Pegasus. Um, he wins. He's like, you lose to the other person who is like consumed in the pillar of green flame. Um, and then like all the hooded figures notice Anzu, Bakura, and Honda and just like converge on them. Um, at which point the hooded figure who won the duel reveals himself to be Pegasus. Uh, and everyone's like, <gasps> oh, also that painting of the blonde woman's in the background. Like, the Oh, yeah, time. it's just up there. I, like, I literally cannot remember who she is. Isn't that I, like I'm his... sure she has a name, but we haven't had it explained yet. Um, I, I, isn't that like I mean, his like wife that died or something? And he's trying to like bring her back with some fucking Shadow Realm shit, I feel like. Yeah. That's it's something dumb. That rings a bell. That's, that's about it, yeah. 
I definitely know that's the thing. Uh, well, what this, so what like, this scene, like really teaches us, though, is that all of ancient Egyptian history is a complex um, time construct made by Pegasus in his beat-off chamber, <laughs> and that all of human history exists to serve that. The Jack chamber just contains a special portal to Egypt. Right, and then that's why we have to keep cutting to the Christian crosses, just so that we know that you know we're not falling too far into sin. It's trying; it's a really artful contrast between <laughs> the dangers of a beat-off parlor and um, good uh, Christian life from death imagery. Yeah, you know Honda Bakranzu representing the fall from sin, and Yugi like ascending to heaven along with his granda in a swarm of holy flame. Um, yeah. which we do uh, cut back to, and like the fire eventually turns up turns into this like pillar of fire that ascends to the heavens as the, uh, like a church bell rings it's it's really intense i uh, like grandpa does sort of explain that the secret to defeating pegasus lies within the millennium puzzle but doesn't elaborate on it a worm i don't get that bitch maybe oh. we're supposed to like already know that and the they also say that like pegasus is going to destroy the world somehow and also don't elaborate on that oh wait i don't get that <laughs> cool the more you know. Like, um, whatever Pegasus is doing will lead to the world's downfall somehow. Uh, let's so, see. I mean, uh, yeah, don't worry just, about it. We will draw it in a sea of chase. <laughs> we will drown in it. Uh, I hate this. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we cut back to like Pegasus Egypt time, and the squad are like, what the fuck is this? And for me, I got the very good words of Pegasus going, yummy no game. <laughs> and I, like, <laughs> um, I feel like this is one of the first times in the in Geo Monsters when we've like heard the words Yamino game. It's probably not, mm. but it's the first note I've made of it, and it's very good. Um, at this, uh, at hearing Pegasus be like, "It's the Shadow Games, baby," uh, Anzu and Honda are like, Rrrr. and like we just cut to Bakura, who's like Kill Bill sirens. Oh shit. Um. We get the explanation from Pegasus as to like the shadow games are the ultimate game played secretly by the chosen few. It's very vague and like just kind of whatever. Um, she it's then dumb. like that's the word you're looking for, dumb. Yeah, it yeah, it's dumb. Um, and then <laughs> his like millennium eye kind of flashes, and the gang are like, "What the fuck is the deal with that eye?" Um, and they find out that Pegasus can read minds. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure if that's explained. It might have been, but what is explained is that the guy they that lost the duel is trapped in the Shadow Realm, and by putting more people in the Shadow Realm, Pegasus gets more and more magical power. Okay, yes. we I, don't I, I do get remember that. that. Yeah. So one thing that this actually does set up is during the final duel of Yugi and Pegasus, so they figure out basically that his their, the the scheme that they thought he was cheating with is you know he can just fucking read minds you know so it doesn't i could be wrong but in the final duel doesn't yugi not look at his cards ever just so pegasus can't I'm, read his mind is is that a I'm thing i'm not I'm, sure but i remember yeah. something going on but i'm not sure what uh they, like we'll like save he, it for them but they they do work up a weird plan where they like switch out between yugi yeah. and yami um, and yeah, one of them looks at the cards and the other doesn't, and there's some like cool, cool shit yeah, goes down. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that, that is pretty cool. I'm um, so looking forward to sort of that. Like, 
<laughs> they're laying so, the framework for that now by setting up the fact that like he reads minds to win games. Yeah. yeah. So as like Pegasus prepares to like use his Millennium Eye to fuck up Tristan Tay and Bakura, Bakura goes Yami Bakura. Yeah. Yeah. Like his Millennium Ring just like glows and like comes through his little cricket jumper. <laughs> Love it. And like <laughs> as when Bakura goes Yami, he pretty much uses his power to essentially undo the night's events or at least to a certain extent because <laughs> what happens after like a big flash of light we see like it it suddenly cuts back to well everyone just back in their beds and Yugi wakes up from of, his christian nightmare yeah so yeah they all just christian like wake up in their beds like they kind of remember what happened but aren't entirely <laughs> sure I was going to say, Yugi's Christian Nightmare sounds like a forgotten PS1 Yu-Gi-Oh game. I feel like Yugi's Christian Nightmare is our episode title, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Max, please, make it so. What about make Pegasus' Pump so. Tower? <laughs> no? So... Yeah. Basically, everyone just kind of wakes up from a weird nightmare. And Yami Bakura is back. He's back, baby. He's back, baby? Uh, um, and then also Joey slept through the whole thing. <laughs> Champion. Yeah. Yeah, he just Big so mood. yeah, so like Bandit Keys goes ahead and steals Joey's card and Joey's like, ah, that's my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> She's just asleep uh-huh. and he says, Eh, that's my pizza. I love Bandit Keith. He's like so fucking good. He he's the best I, I feel like um American media has a bad habit of characterizing other cultures and like <laughs> making like national nationalistic characters of other cultures but yeah like i guess they tried to do that back with bandit keith except they just made an extremely cool badass dude that everybody <laughs> loves yeah i i love him and his christian cross because christian equals american i guess oh um, yeah Hell yeah. And that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, Mai didn't sleep. She spent the whole night just like rearranging her deck or whatever that's called for people who actually play card games. Not me. Which is hilarious because she has like 13 cards. I don't know how many different <laughs> decks she could make from them. Like she's yeah. got like three Harpy Ladies. She got the Harpy Dragon. She's got Cyber Armor and like two Trap cards and that's it. Like how more do you need? Is... Yeah. Like what, what else is in there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like there's like a little thing at the end where Yugi uh, is kind of focused on like that was no dream I have to save my grandpa I have to save Mokuban I have to save Kaiba and then that's the end of the episode and we're going to take a break now but we're going to wait for Dan to get back from their phone call Okay, did Tom did? What was the thing about a segment earlier in the scheduling chat? Oh, do you want me to go into this now? I don't. I don't know what it. I don't know what. I don't know what. What is this? Oh, uh, I have. A, I pitched a segment when I got invited to be on the show, and the name of the segment is "Every Card in Yugi's Deck Ranked in Order of Hotness." Mm. Um, so I went through his entire deck list according to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Wiki um, for this arc of the tournament or battles 
not Battle City, Duelist Kingdom. And uh, mm. I ranked each card based on how hot they were. Um, do we want to? Do we want to do this now? You know, I think we should do that after we see the Mayan Yugi Duel. Yeah. Okay, that, that is totally fine. Makes sense. We could do that as a post segment. Uh, oh my let's, god. Let's get into episode twenty nine. Desperate situation. Shadow of eyes. Okay. What, that's what I got. Um, what you guys get? Uh, From great I, titles. We just got winning duel parts one and two. <laughs> Who doesn't fucking win? Well, he. I mean, like, fine, like, fine. He wins. Whatever. He shouldn't have won. Um, he only wore one because of heteronormativity, as I will go into later. Um, yeah, so they get up in the morning and go to duel, basically. Yeah. Um, I do have a very good moment about, or uh, a very good note about a moment where everyone comes into Yugi's room to like meet him, and he's like, "Lil Yugi time." He puts on the Millennium Puzzle, and then he like dramatically flings on his coat with a flourish, and suddenly is Yami, um, which I liked very much because, Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they go to the duel area. Um, there's a little bit where the finalists are waiting outside Pegasus's doors, which I did notice have like a horse, like a Pegasus horse on them. That's um, pretty great. Extremely good. They, there's some jibes and then they go into duel. Um, before they start the duel, there's kind of like a montage of like eye close-ups and like doof doof, like sound effects, which is good to hear. Mm. Um, there's another little montage re-examining everyone's like motivations as to why they're here and what they're dueling for. Um, Pegasus says some stuff about how if you win and you defeat Pegasus, you'll be crowned king of games, baby. You're the Number king one the of games. The Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! And then the duel pretty much starts. Um, I have, like, fuck all notes about the duel itself. It's, um, as a duel goes, like the actual mechanics of the card game, it's pretty boring, I think. It's mainly just Yugi sort of sucking shit for, like, the first three turns. Yeah. Um, and so the whole, like, sort of setup of this duel is that Yami is like, let me take over. I can fucking win this. I can smush her. And Yugi's like, no, I gotta win myself. I don't want to hurt my friends. I don't know who you are. And it's sort of this internal conflict about like Yugi not wanting to rely on Yami, which is yeah, not the it's... first time this has come up in the show, I think. Yeah. It, it, the overall thing is like, yeah, Yugi's just like really scared that Yami's going to do like some weird murder thing after what happened with Kaiba. Right. Huh. Um, have y'all ever read the manga or watched Hikaru no Go? Not I've familiar. never heard of this. Okay, it's pretty good. It was a Shonen Jump serialized thing, but it, it's about it's a manga about the board game Go. Are you familiar with that? Like the Chinese and Japanese board game Go? Yes. I I, yes. I myself am not. Uh, it's like a very very old game. It's like thousands of years old, and it's basically like a stone capture or it's a territory capturing game where you place stones on a grid and try to encircle territory. Oh, that okay. Yeah, uh, with, it's played with black Maybe and white. I'm familiar stone. with it because my alpha power character uses it to flirt with people, and then that's oh, that's, yes. that's 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 all I that's everything I know about Go. Uh, you're using the 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 skill correctly. Don't worry. Um, but Hikaru <laughs> no Go is a really interesting manga about. Um, the reason I bring this up because I think it does like the Yami Yugi thing better than Yu-Gi-Oh does. The whole plot of it is that 
this like 12 year old kid finds an old go board that had the ghost of a famous go player from like 600 years ago in it and I'm sick yeah and he like picks it like the ghost like died and like his blood was spilled on the board or some shit but um sai who is the name of the uh the ghost he like coaches hikaru and like in the first couple episodes he like possesses him and completely trounces like the world go champion accidentally mm-hmm. and so the whole rest of the uh or like the teen go champion and so the whole rest of the series is this rivalry about like this teenager who was like you were good once and now you fucking suck because the ghost won't possess him anymore. And like him being frustrated at like literally trying to get better than a ghost. All the meanwhile, Hikaru is like trying to shake off the ghost and learn to become good at go himself. Yeah. Um, Which is really interesting. And it's like, it, it touches a lot of the same points that this episode did where it's like, you have this other presence in your mind. Who's really fucking good at this game who could just win for you if you just let them, but it's about finding your own confidence and like being able to like learn your own lessons, even if that means losing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And And actually, uh, no, I was going to say, because actually the, um, the stuff that you guys said about like, the yami yugi dynamic like doesn't we don't I, we don't get that in the japanese um, oh that's super interesting mostly what we get is that um yugi or yami even like yami's just completely focused on like just getting my out of the way so he can get to pegasus and save his granda um and because he's not like considering my a worthwhile opponent um because he's basically like not thinking about this jewel he's thinking about the pegasus jewel she just like flans him at the start because like he doesn't oh. like he's not really caring about the jewel that's also um, really and he's not really paying attention to his own uh, like he's just like let's play let's just defeat her and get this over with yeah. so that's why he gets flattened uh, uh we don't get the like yami yugi dynamic until like the end yeah, so um, from like the very start, like Yugi's just playing, like in the four kids dub, Yugi's just playing really shittily. And Maya's like, this isn't, like, you have to step up your game. Like, like I, it, there's like the whole subplot of like, she wants a, a fair match. She wants like a hard match, you know? She doesn't want to yeah. feel like she trounced him. So she's like trying to bait him almost and like give him time to like actually get his wait, shit together. Wait, 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 wait. So at the start, like, Yugi's Yugi's the one dealing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weirdly inconsistent yeah. about it because like it seems like Yugi's the one doing the actual dueling, but it looks like Yami's the one that's not it's a Yami body playing. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like that makes total sense with what you like the original subs uh, yeah, I was are wondering. because like, oh it's just Yami dueling. Yeah. The original subs the episodes are Yami dueling, and he's like dueling that's with like thinking about it. Example of like, so, okay, I'm, I, you know, no, I'll no, go you're back. totally right. I, that's just like a crazy example of how much like a sub uh. versus a dub can change a, an entire scene or an entire yeah. episode. Um, like, like uh, the the entire meaning of it is yeah. like completely changed. I'm gonna go look at Netflix later because I don't think my cute computer can handle more um, than three tabs at once. I don't uh, it's that old. that take um, on it though. I, I think they're just two different <laughs> stories that are both kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like gotta watch both to get yeah. the full experience. Um, but yeah, I was just gonna say um, if you think that like the Yami Yugi dynamic is like interesting and like the struggle of that, you should check out Hikaru no Go. Even if you don't play Go, like it's just a super interesting series and it kind of deals with that 
Yeah, like, I I definitely will, because, like, the yummy Yugi dynamic is kind of, like, the whole reason I watch Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah, you should you should definitely watch Yu-Gi-Oh! then. It's super short, too. Just, like, it's, like, two seasons, I think. Fuck yeah, I have I have the wiki page open, and it's gonna stay open until I finish the series. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, specifics that happen in this duel, um, we basically, we end up with uh, Yugi's at, like, 300 life points. Um, Mai has summoned the big dragon of Harpy's pet dragon, whom I love. Um, in the sub, um, Mai asks the question, what can be seen but remains unseen? Uh, like, the same question that Yami asked Joey, like, whenever Mai and her dueled. Do you guys get mm -hmm. that? Uh, what was the question? Or, sorry, could you repeat that last bit? It was the, um, basically, like, because, because like, y Yami is suck like, it's Yami and Yami sucking at the duel, Mai is just like, uh, well, why don't you think about this? What can be seen but remains unseen? Um, if calling back to her deal with Joey. Yeah, if that was mentioned, I didn't pick like, up. Like, that's a that. big moment in, in the sub. Um, and actually, it's way better phrased in the manga because what she asked him is, what can you show but can't see? Um, the answer, like, turns out to be weakness. Uh, and, like, the whole theme of this deal in the sub, anyway, is that um, Mai has kind of, like, taught Yami to pay attention to his weakness. Um, and he finds out that, like, his weakness is, um, like, being afraid to lose a duel. Interesting. Um, which I guess is, like, completely different to the subversion. Yeah, the, the um, subversion, Mai's whole motivation is that, like... Because she was cheating with the perfume in their first duel, and she's not cheating anymore. And she's just like, you know what? I want to prove that I'm still a good duelist, and but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give you a fair duel, but it's not gonna be an easy duel. Like she says that sort of several times, and like I think it's more about her wanting to prove that she has value outside cheating. Like she's actually a skilled duelist, and she didn't get there just because of a fluke, and yeah. she doesn't want to win or lose a match that's like super lopsided like she doesn't want yugi to like pull his punches or slash yami to pull his punches like she wants him to go all out so that it, it's a very like shonen shit it's yeah like, go all out so i can beat you at your best don't hold that <laughs> like i don't know it's a little bit more interesting than that though but like this is the first episode where i actually like like mai as like a character i think yeah yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a good episode for mai yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't actually. We're not really anywhere specific in the episodes because we're more talking more generally about it. Um, episode thirty, uh, which is called something like the legendary, strong, cool, awesome, badass warrior, the black lusty soldier, um, or so, it's something about black luster soldier. Um, and it starts out with uh, Yami like being just like fucked over by Mai. He's on three hundred life points. Like he's got no cards that can do anything. Um, uh, what? How does that start out for you? Like, when does uh, Yugi in the the dub like admit that he needs Yami to win? I think it is around the start of the second episode, or pretty early on. Like, essentially, as it goes on, like there, like there's like this whole thing from like where like Mai and Joey are shouting at each other about about looking demons in the eye and like 
how Yami, how Yugi has to like face his fears and like he has to realize that he has to work with Yami. It's less a Yami takes over and more side by side thing. Okay, I think that moment in the sub would be um, Yami has like a moment where he realizes like you can't have true courage unless you're prepared to lose and get hurt. And he has the whole inner monologue where he realizes like he fucking fucked up by trying to murder Kaiba and that <clears throat> his other self's strength is what compensates for his own weakness and fear to <clears throat> lose. Um, and that's where we get the side by side thing of like Lil Yugi standing beside him, but like they draw a card together. Um, yeah. Like I think that the like the pivotal line of uh, this duel is Yami going, "I'm no longer afraid of losing," mm. um, which I I really like that line because it kind of matches up to the that episode in season zero where uh, Yugi transforms into Yami on purpose for the first time ever by saying, "I'm no longer afraid of my other self," um, and I really like it because we finally got that character development on like the Yami end. Mm. Um, but damn, I'm really gonna have to go back and watch the Netflix version because these are like so completely different. I take yeah. back what I said. Yu-Gi-Oh is good. This shit all rules. Um, <laughs> like Yu-Gi-Oh is just like such a such an awesome like mix of just the worst complete dumb trash and like actually the coolest shit in the world. It's like like I've always kind of felt that like the four kids like dumb dialogue like buries gold in the mud yeah of. maybe i gotta go back and and like read read the manga or something i should do that someday yeah i like I've, I've been doing that like before each week and it's it's really nice although it is keeping me back from reading naruto which i should really get back to um don't give me yeah you don't get me started <laughs> I'm, I'm, i've been reading bleach for like 15 years so oh my god <laughs> yeah, same boat <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we kind of we get some dueling stuff with Cap catapult turtle shows up, which I wrote down because I just catapult turtle is the most extra card, and I like it. Yeah, it's um, catapult turtle. They, you just it's... send, you just launch something against it. So basically, what Yami does is like he uses like this brain control card to basically. Oh fuck! Did we even mention Harpy's dragon? We just like we basically we've just skipped most of the duel to talk about its yeah. themes. Yeah, I don't. Think <laughs> Sorry, listeners, here into cards. <laughs> I, I don't think the, the blow important blow thing is that super interesting. Yeah, but like, I guess I'll just note that like they use the harpy like got stronger and stronger, went into three. There's also a dragon there. Uh, so like he just uses the card to destroy the mirror walls with he uh, he controls. He controls harp. He controls the harpy. He controls harpy's dragon, which then fires into the mirror wall, which destroys it. And yeah, at this, there is like when, when like Yugi and friends are like, when Yugi's friends are celebrating this victory, we do see like Joey. Joey makes a good face that I'm going to that I think shouldn't be included in the show notes. And was it was it the one you posted earlier? Yeah. He makes this very good face. I'm going to post it again. Uh, I have a I have a quick question. Um, Sarah is is Calvin and Hobbes like a big thing in Ireland? Calvin and Hobbes. Um, I mean, I 
I I don't know if I mean yeah I don't know if it's like bigger than it is in the US but like it's around I'm familiar with okay. the big tiger and the small f- boy yeah are you familiar with the concept of Calvin ball Calvin oh Calvin ball, ball. It, it's like um, it's, it's, just it's, googling it's, this quickly yeah, so it, it's a thing that like he made up, which is it's that type of game that you play when you're a kid, where you make up the rules as you go along just to make sure that you win. You know, it's like, oh, oh I yeah, shot like you, you with the arm. No, you can't use it. No, you know, like that kind of shit. Oh That's yes, Calvin okay, Ball. yeah, that that and, was okay. I didn't yeah. know that that had a name. I just called that play pretend. Yeah, yeah, but it's <laughs> the idea that like you're making up the rules as you go along to make sure that you win. Um, that is what dragon turtle or catapult turtle is in every fucking thing. It's like, oh, and then I load my black luster soldier to the catapult turtle and it could totally smash through your wall. And everyone's just like, is that fucking printed on the card? Okay, I guess it makes sense. The hologram did it. I guess that's yeah. what the game is now. Because Lucky so Takahashi is just like, uh, yeah, check it out. I wrote it on the card. Yeah, yeah. and like a, a big thing about the actual game, this actual like duel is like, my has like this card that if something attacks the mirror wall, then instead it attacks itself and loses half its attack points. Right. Um. So anyway, also she's got some card that like forces things into attack mode. It's- oh yeah, the the card actually this is this is important because I'm about to mention it because the card that she has it's called like wall of eyes and it works with pheromones and it creates pheromones that are like so attractive to monsters that they just have to attack the thing make um, it horny it, it makes it horny um i as she, dark wizard james as she as dark wizard james mason established in an ask and we have further confirmed it over the course of this series my has a musk fetish yeah um which is there's fine. like a little moment in the later in the duel where um yeah, uh, Yugi's basically like, haha, I play Holy Elf. And because she's a girl card, she's not attracted by your pheromones. I'm like, It's like all blue skinned elf girls are gay. Why don't you know this? You know? Have yeah. you seen Harpy Liddy? Yeah. Have you seen She's her? a BDSM lesbian. There's no yeah. way Holy Elf isn't like driven to commit sin for her. And this is the fourth chapter of my fanfic. <laughs> Yugi should have lost this duel. The only reason that Yugi won this duel was because of fucking heteronormativity. Yeah. Yep. It's. <sighs> anyway. it, I think he would have lost it, but he was inspired by those giant three Christian crosses he saw the night before, <laughs> and he moved straight away from sin. That explains everything. Yeah, it's um, actually really internally consistent. You just have to read to the subtext. It's. It's like that fucking. It's like that one picture where. Cons- consent is a bit more complicated. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting someone? And it's just like it's just like the two people saying yes, and then there's like Jesus on the side saying, I object. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's just like uh, yeah. yummy. That's like Yami and Anzu's romance, but Yugi's the little ghost on the side, like, I object. <laughs> um anyway. Um, there is my my one thing I do the one like I think the last pretty much the last thing I want to mention about this duel is that like one very good moment in it is that Yugi just like sets down a card, um, and Mai's like, oh, it's my turn. I could attack him with my happy ditty, but and just blah blah blah. But I I think he set like a trap card, so 
maybe maybe I won't. Ah, oh, I'll do it. And like Yugi just like stares her down really confidently, like, better do it. Better kill me in one shot. Better attack me. Um, better hurt. And he uh, just like stares her down. Yeah, the four kids dub was a little bit dumber about that, I think. Yeah. That moment was definitely like, oh, he has a card face down, which means it must be a trap, which means he wants me to attack. What an expert duelist. It's like, my, you just like fucking found out a one layer deep yeah. bluff. Like, so, like as part of like as part of this, he does do this thing called the Black Luster Soldier Ritual, which summons this legendary card that like that nobody's been able to pull off and like Pegasus notices when he does it because it's such a v difficult thing to pull off allegedly. Like, Even though he just like summons two cards and then draws the right card, which is now the Blackluster Ritual. Now that I know what Calvin Ball is, this Blackluster Soldier bullshit is the most Calvin Ball shit that I've ever seen in this game so far and I don't know why I just turned into fucking Sean Connery. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I just assumed you had some food in that. your mouth. No, no, no. I mean, for once, I'm not totally eating right. or drinking. There was that. There was like the time. Also, I mean, this happens in Yu-Gi-Oh all the time, but it was just especially noticeable when like Mai plays a card and then she plays a Harpy Lady and then plays Cyber Armor on her and then attacks Yugi and then she's like, "It's my turn. I'll draw a card." It's like what? <laughs> you just fucking went and attacked. It just, like it just happens. Yeah, don't worry about it. I don't know if the, I don't know if that's actually like just maybe them editing the show differently. All I know that is that, like, all I know is that, like, by later series, they actually do a better job. Not a perfect job, but a better job at actually following the rules. Yeah, it's, like, not even the rules. Like, I get the rules part is just, like, oh, yeah, like, you fucking make a sick dragon that you shoot off a turtle and <laughs> kill him. Like, that's fine, but it's just, like, keep track of whose turn it is, at least. Like, that's the fundament of what this game is. I don't know. Yeah, games, games have turns. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, maybe. Unless you're the king of games. Um, yeah. The, the the end of the third episode of episode thirty um, is kind of when Yami has to draw the right card in order to do this black cluster soldier bullshit that he does, mm -hmm. um, and we get a wonderful animation which I love, which is where like he's like, "This card is the door of destiny," and then like the card physically turns into an actual oh. door. They didn't um, explain yeah. the, the door card. Door handle. Um, yeah, it's just like, I gotta draw this right card. It's like, this card is the door to destiny. That's like just the line they say. Um, and there's like a lovely little kind of animation. He's about to open the door handle and then like Lil Yugi's hand covers his in support. And then like the yeah. rest of his friends appear beside him and it's friendship, baby. Yeah. Um, and, you know, literally Burning Sand's voice, Yami gets an extra bunch of blue dice because her friends are supporting him. Oh. Um and it's the part of the Millennium Puzzle, and uh, it's good, and it's friendship, and yeah. hell yeah. And that's so, pretty much like, it. Jill over. The important thing is, like, Mike just sort of concedes after the Harpy ladies yeah. get destroyed, even though she didn't really lose. She just surrenders. I really like that. She's like, mm, there's no way I can win now, but I, I don't want to continue to duel because I don't want my pet Harpies to get hurt. Yeah, I was like, um, okay, <laughs> sure. Thanks, my Yeah. And, like, apparently they just, like... It pretty much ends with them, like, thinking about how they've learned from each other and how this duel has, like, taught them to improve themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the answer for Mai's little riddle, like, what can 
be shown but not seen, the answer was weakness, baby. You solved my dueling riddle. Yeah, it was weakness, and that's the end of the episode. Here, right out of the tournament. Yeah. So Hell yeah, I would love what? to know which are the hottest cards in Yami's deck, from hottest to least hot. All right, well, we can do this. I, I hope right. you're ready. Buckle in. And I have All reasoning right. for almost every card, too. So. I am listening. Uh, first thing I want to say is that if you disagree with this, that's fine. Um, attractiveness is very subjective. I just don't want to hear about it, so uh, keep it to yourself, dear listeners. <laughs> but I want to sure. hear from you, too. Okay. So, okay. Um, Alright, so I'm, I organized this, these on a tier list, so by the American grading scale, A, B, C, D, and F. So, okay. First off, we have the F list cards, which is if you think that any of these cards are hot, you belong in jail. Mm. Um, okay, so I, I will say I excluded every card that doesn't actually have a creature on it because there's yes, like yes. like monster and all that shit. So you know, you just... know, much as I'm gonna fucking fuck swords with revealing light, it's not really a creature that can be created by. Okay, yeah, exactly. Tracks. Okay, so Curse of Dragon, Komori Dragon, Torike. Karibo, Sangan, Zombie Warrior, and Mammoth Graveyard. Uh, those mm. are all just nasty boys and like skeletons and zombies and like little furry things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's there's absolutely nothing horny about Karibo, so yeah. like it no. seems like a good tier so far. Karibo is a sexless creature. It is absolutely absolutely. Asexual. There's nothing there. Unfuckable. Unfuckable. D list. This is barely acceptable. So these are the the creatures where I'm like, I guess if that's like really your fucking thing. All right. Um, feral imp. Oh, by the way, these are all in ascending order of hotness, of course. Oh, okay. Um, feral imp. Uh, kind of just a nasty goblin with wings. Um, he's kind of stuck in a perpetual squat. Uh, mm, mm, mm. there's just not much. I see your reasoning. Me. He's for the yeah. goblin fuckers out there. He's for the goblin fuckers. Um, and yeah, feel free to like follow along with pictures if you need to, dear listener. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, Griffor. Um, this Which one was... almost sounds like Vor, so that's why it made it out of the F list. <laughs> but just barely. Okay, uh, let me just... Oh, yes, I found a picture of Griffor. Um... Pretty unfuckable. This fucking thing's definitely a divorce. Ugh, it's oh, this is it's for just, those I don't want people to fuck this. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with barely acceptable. If I saw someone I'm like, oh okay, well sure, if you like I, that, that's fine. Like even if you made a sexy answer version, I'd still feel really weird about it. Right. And th- mm. yeah, that, that's just where I'm at with it. If Griff Griffor or Griffvor is your thing, that's awesome. I just not I just don't think it's universally acclaimed, you know? Um, next up in the D list, the top of the D list is Winged Dragon, Guardian of the Fortress. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of a more I cute can... and dopey kind of look than like hot, you know? Yeah. Because there are yeah, hot yeah. dragons. Don't you know? Don't oh God! Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There are much hotter dragons than this one. Yeah, it's just like oh, it's cute. It's like kind of kitty, but you yeah. know, like no one wants to really fuck it, you know? Yeah. 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 All right, we're on to the C list. Bottom of the C list, um, Beaver Warrior. Uh, this is our first furry card. Um, mm. He's sort of like a little chunky, cute little furry boy. Yeah. Uh, he he's fine. He's just like he's not special anyway. But like, if you're into sort of like cute little furry boys, I think that you could do. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. 
he's definitely one for like a stable relationship. He'd treat yeah. you well. Yeah, yeah, and who can say no to some beaver? Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, get beaved. Uh, next, <laughs> next up from Beaver Warrior on the C list is actually Gaia the Fierce Knight. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I so, guess if we're, are we counting Gaia the Knight, the horse, as separate entities or as one? Uh, okay, you know what? That's a good point. I was just counting him himself, but if you bring in that horse, then I think it definitely changes the equation. Um, I just I mean, like, that... just, just the, having a horse implies someone who's, like, strong and powerful, and most importantly, knows how to ride a horse, which I think is... only can be a plus. Yeah. Sure, sure. But let me list the cons for you. You're right. He's got a good build. He's got a good bod. He can ride a horse. But we barely get to actually see him. Like, he's wearing too much armor. All we get is, like, this sort of greenish face. And, he, <laughs> and like, that's not... He's not really, like, super good-looking from what we can see of him. He's more yeah. of just, like, too much armor. So it's just... I am maybe... always, if I had to fuck him, he'd have to have the armor on. Oh, sure. But, like, at that point, it's like, well, what are you getting, you know? Yeah. Sexy armor. Yeah. It's mainly just we have no idea what he looks like. Right. That that's the main thing. Like yeah, he you, could be a ten, a he point. could be a three. I just don't know. It's a C list, it's acceptable, mm. you know. Yeah. 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 I mean C listers, it does it makes sense because C lister seems like creatures that you would definitely turn the lights off for. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Or it's yeah. like not not your first choice one way or another. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Next up, horn imp. Um <laughs> This Boy, guy is man. built like a fucking brick shit house. Extremely hot bod. Oh, extremely oh my hard bod. Um, but the head and the face I, leave something to be desired. I'm trying to find this guy. I I regret finding him. Chaos, I have to say. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll just link a pic uh, quick. Um, like I said, the bod is hot, but he's definitely a paper bagger. You know, you're going to be throwing a paper mm. bag over that yeah. face. Yeah, you can yeah. I don't know. I think some people could get into that. I if mean, you're like if you're into-, into veins, then you'd definitely be before this guy. But if you if that's yeah. not quite your thing, then you know. Like I, I said, I can- some people are horny for goblins, and honestly, this one is more leaning into that than Feral Imp would. For mm-hmm. sure, but the C list are. I think it's just the bottom of the threshold of like right. universally recommendable, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a niche taste uh, right. for the, the horn imp. Um, love his attitude though. And just God, yeah. look at that body. He's, yeah. just, he's built. Um, God, look at that body. <laughs> uh, next on the C list uh, in ascending hotness, um, giant soldier of stone. Hmm. Um, he's sort of like a big golden oh, yeah. boy. He's got some knives. Um, yeah. And he's sort yeah, of a tough he's... guy. Yeah, guy somehow I ended up on shopping, and can I tell you, the average retail retail price of the Giant Soldier of Stone is about 20 pence. You can. Wow. That, that's um, let's go back to images. Yeah, um, yeah he, I, I can the, see. He's the type of dude to like hug you and care for you and make tea for you, but he's not the type that you want to like bring out and like go on a double date with your girlfriends. Or yeah. Your I don't know, I would. Really? You I show mean, him I, off? I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely date him, but it would be more for the tea and you know, nice protective aspect. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. attractive, but he's not like hot, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is, of course, ranked in according to hotness. Yes, hotness. Um, the top of the C list, uh, left arm of the forbidden one. Uh, there he has <laughs> left arm. <laughs> um. 
not. A, I am extremely curious to know where the other parts are. Well, we have. They're in the ocean. No, well, we haven't we haven't run Fair. into them yet, so they can only be higher. Um, left arm of the forbidden one. It's a good arm, um, but of all a... the limbs, it's the least sexually necessary. I think. Okay. I don't know. It's it's pretty vital for honking off. Well, I'll get to there, but I mean, like, yes, it's hot. It's it's in shackles. It's in bondage. It's very good. But like, of all the limbs, like left arm, who gives a shit? That's where I'm at with it. I mean, I could definitely see that the two feet would be above it. Yeah. yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> Yoshikagi Kira, do not interact. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think any more needs to be said about that. I think it's self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. right, we're into the B list. These are all good, I think. Okay. Um, these are all good choices that I could not fault somebody for being like, yeah, I think this one's hot, you know? All right, bottom of the B list, summon skull. Yep. Um, yeah. Those good fashion. Yeah. 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 Good fashion. He's got a good theme. He's like a, he's like a big fit goth boy. I think. Yeah. Um. But he he's a little niche. You know. He's got some edge to him. He's a little rough around the edges. He's not for everybody. Um. And I think that he kind of takes his shtick too seriously, and that prevent. He's more obsessed with his image than, and it like sort of. Have you brings... heard what Summon Skull sounds like? Have you heard the Summon Skull noises that? play constantly whenever he's on screen <laughs> yeah it's very <laughs> gross and that makes me sick to think about um <laughs> but i just think that he doesn't have the confidence to truly transcend the b-list you know like he's too mm. wrapped up in his his thing you know yeah yeah i mean maybe with some belts and stuff he could ascend to a-list but like i see as he is yeah, yeah he just needs to like that. not be so tense or any i don't know he just needs to buy in or buy out you know yeah get, get a massage yeah yeah yeah. Um, right above Summon Skull is Exodia the Forbidden One, aka the head of Exodia. Right. Um, sort of a nasty goblin face, but a really thick neck, you know? Oh, yes. I could see if you're into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I just think that um, he, he's just got, he's, I don't know. It implies that the rest of him is also built like a brick shit house, you know? He's yeah. just, he's a thick dude. He's got, He's got a big chest, broad chest. You can just imagine going to bed and just sort of laying on that all night, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the nasty goblin face kind of holds him back a little bit. <laughs> um, just above Exodia, the Forbidden One, is the right arm of the Forbidden One. <laughs> um, this is the arm that he uses to jack off, so it's a little bit higher <laughs> than the left arm. <laughs> but again... <laughs> still held back because um it's just not you know it's it's not all there you know it's just an arm let's be honest uh that's canon it's actually what the flavor text says in the original japanese this is the arm he uses to jack off with we have definitely i'm not sure if we've discussed it on the podcast itself we've definitely discussed in the discord about how exodia has an extremely small dick no wait it's obelisk the tormentor who has the tiny dick oh yeah and exodia who has the big dong yeah, Exodia. Well, we know dumb. that the final part of Exodia, the Forbidden One, is Little D. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lord but, of D. Yeah. But we we have discussed how the Yu-Gi-Oh creature with the canonically smallest penis is Obelisk the Tormentor, only just for dramatic irony, because his name is Obelisk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right above the right arm of the Forbidden One is Celtic Warrior. Huh. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think uh, he. 
Yeah, he's just got like a grown-up sort of daddy Link look, you know? I guess, yeah. Personally, yeah. I'd swap places with him in Summit Skull. But... Sure. And that's like that that's just like a barometer of like are you into goths or not, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's just incredibly solid pick, I would say. Um he he looks just like a grown up link, um, which a lot of people are into, you know? Yeah, mm. yeah. We've all scrolled through that Tumblr tag. Well, yeah. Historically speaking. Uh, uh right above Celtic Warrior is the left leg of the Forbidden One. Um, By left. By left. Well, it's not that left is bad, it's just that right is better, and I'll get to that when we get to it. Um, but we can all agree that like powerful legs and calves and quads are like secretly super attractive, especially on like big thick dudes, you know? I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like super we, we, we love our feet on Pot of Greed here. Yeah, we <laughs> love feet. Um and yeah, if you're into foot stuff, you know, left foot you could do worse. Yeah. Can you imagine Exodia if like the left leg and the right leg were just like nasty bare feet with like big toenails? Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, I am actually gonna Google left foot of the or left leg of the fridge but I want to see what kind of shoes he have. I can't believe we're making Exodia show feet. Uh it's sort of just like a weird oblong like egg spoon <laughs> shape. There's not really much there. I could argue that that is a bare foot and that Exodia just happens to not have toes. Yeah, it's like if they don't have toes, it's like, what are you even there for? So, know? like, one of those Sonic the Hedgehog feet. Right, right. That's what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> all right. Above oh, left leg of the get to the A list. Uh, we're, not even, we're not even out of the B list yet. Oh, my God. Uh, above oh my God. that is Mystical Elf, um, <laughs> which is just like, if you think that you don't have a weakness for blue-skinned anime girls, you're fooling yourself. You're, yeah, yeah you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, w- watch Interstellar. We can all 55 appreciate 55. a hot elf. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with a hot anime elf. Yeah, um, I, still think, wrong. I still think she ranks a bit lower than say, than say uh, Celtic Guardian or maybe once again Summon Skull. But sure, I, I think, yeah, and I think that like if any one of those are incredibly solid picks, and this is just my list, you know. Yeah. So um, above that is Rude Kaiser. Um, the that sort of nasty reptile boy. Um, he kind of looks like a Mortal Kombat character. Oh yeah, um, he sure is rude. Yeah, he's sort of Just... nasty, but you can't look at him and tell me that he doesn't have like an extreme amount of sexual energy radiating off of him. He does have sex appeal. I cannot. Let me just cannot pull disagree. Up a picture. Rude Kaiser. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a dragonborn yeah. or like a sort of like a repto boy, you know? Yeah. Like like if Beast I, Boy turned into him, you'd be like, oh, okay. Personally, I think he loses a couple points because I don't see a tail anywhere, but yeah. Well, you, you know, know, fair. Fair. Very fair. I, I would not say that's like, that's not proof that he does not have a tail, but if we yeah. saw a tail on air, definitely would have. It would be a huge points. bonus. Huge boon. All right. Uh, and then the final, the top of the B list is um, Silverfang. Which is just a cool wolf. Um, this is the type of Silver. yeah. This is the type of cool wolf that you would like go on a Gaia online forum in two thousand five and like role play. Oh yeah, um, yeah. In like, in like a wolf pack role play message board. Hmm. Um, extremely good. Just extremely solid. Wolves are the hottest animal. We all know that. Interesting decision. 
Um, and I just think that uh, he's just a cool wolf. Yeah. And the, the, I, the, I, have, I have nothing. I can't, can't argue anything about. Yeah the, yeah, the flavor text says a snow wolf that's beautiful to the eye, but absolutely vicious in battle. Damn. And in that bed. That's guy you. online thing. Yeah, that's fucking rules. Okay, so now we are into the A-list. These oh, are, yes! These are fantastic picks. Mm-hmm. Right leg of the forbidden I, I, one. If I recall, we have not yet gone to the right leg of the forbidden one. Right leg of the forbidden one is the bottom of the A-list. This oh, is the leg. Got in one. This is the leg where the power comes from. You know, if you ever need to thrust or gyrate your hips, you have your right leg to thank, and so does Exodia. <laughs> All right then. Thank you, daughter. Uh, I will take no questions about this. Thank you. Um, and then right above him on the A list is. The boy, Dark Magician. Need I yeah. say more? Yeah. You need to say nothing more. Well, need- I will, just in case you are confused, dear listener. <laughs> Dark Magician, what, do you, what can you say about him? He's got the smarts to back up his hotness, right? Yeah. He's a wizard. Um, and his, like, body and, like, his proportions are, like, yeah. a late 90s Yaoi protagonist. Um, mm-hmm. Which just means extremely hot. Um, he's trying to hold his hat up. Uh, and if that's what you think his hat looks like, check take out what think about what his underwear looks like. That's what I'm. Damn. His his bathing suit yeah. area has to be extremely pointed, like a wizard. I will say it is very rare to encounter a hot wizard, and Dark Magician excels in that in that aspect. Yeah, I mean he like yeah. he's unimpeachable. Like look at him. What can you find a flaw with him? He is the ultimate wizard in terms of attack and defense. It yeah. says it there in his card, and it should also say in terms of sex appeal. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Like, usually with a wizard, you get someone like Gromnil the, the Forsaken, and right. he's like you get some all haggard fucking... and wearing yeah, those robes and shit. You get like some like Gandalf or like Sword in the Stone looking motherfucker like, who is like a thought. Some... Yeah. And like, you know. Not to say that there's anything wrong if you're into your Gandalf types, but that is a far more niche interest and is going to be C or B tier. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, We are now to the S list. This (gasps) is our creatures of life-changing hotness. Um, And there are only two spots on this S list. I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. The number two hottest character in Yugi Moto's (laughs) Duelist Kingdom deck is, of course... Battle steer. Now, stay with me here. Let me just look this up. Oh, yep. sometimes known as battle ox. Sometimes oh, known battle as battle ox. ox. Yeah, battle steer. Um, you're gonna have to argue this one for me. All right. Mm. Let me let me make you a list. Point number one: hot minotaur ox furry. Damn. Point That's taken. Point, <laughs> point two: super buff. Mm. Point three: point taken. big hands. Big hands. Point taken. Yoshikage Kira, do not interact. Number four, wears nothing but a cape and a collar. He's already dressed for the bedroom. He's got some sort of loincloth, too. That's definitely a bonus. And, like, in some versions of the art, he's got, like, a septum piercing, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, just just the cape, collar, and loincloth. Like, what what can you do with that? You can rip him off is what you can do. You've sold me on this one. Yeah. Just need to hope the wind blows in the right direction. He's hot for the same reason that like Leomon is hot in Digimon, you know? 
Yeah. Like he's just a big animal boy. And no doubt Battle Steer or Battle Ox has awakened lots of things in lots of people around the world. Okay. I am All right. on the edge of my bed waiting to hear what your number one is. Aren't we all? We're all on the edge of our bed waiting for this guy. So this is a little bit of a cheat. It's not actually a card in Yugi's deck. Nevertheless, it is a creature that appears when Yugi plays. And that is Dark Sage. Do you remember what happens when Dark Magician gets hit by the Time Wizard and ages forward? Ah, yes. I see him. And that is a silver fox, my dude. Damn. Yeah, so he's like all the hotness of Dark Magician, except he got... He only got buffer with age. He got like five feet wide. He's got huge shoulders. He's he's an absolute unit. Yeah, he's an absolute unit. He's coming. Uh, He's got a a full white beard, but it's not like a Gandalf beard. It's like a Geralt of Rivia kind of look, you know? Like, like he's he's aged well. It's kind of like if you see Steve Carell now and you're like, oh, he has a white full beard. It's like comparing Ski Ulrich to... To uh, I forgot his name. The shitty, the shitty quirky man that yeah. Ulrich was meant to be a look like of. Yeah, he's like, like there's a point I think that comes in every person's um life when you're like you're a teenager and then maybe you get into your early twenties, your mid twenties, and you find sort of the same general type of man attractive, you know. Um, you, you, you know, just like, oh, like sort of a, a hot, like Channing Tatum look. And then you just see a hot old dude and you're like, oh, oh, you know, yeah. and there's, there's, there's just something different that awakens in you. And, um, I think dark sage is that for yeah. Yumimoto. I should say, um, I'm a heterosexual cis man. Uh, so <laughs> I take everything I just said with a big grain of salt, but yes, you know. and I think, I think my opinions as a bisexual demi man definitely affect def i i agree these are yeah. some very solid picks i i think there's a I like mean, a like a meme about straight dudes who are like i can't tell when a dude is attractive because i'm straight it's like fucking bullshit look at dark yeah. sage and tell me you know yeah i mean and i i am asexual and i will never fuck but these cards my mm. guy dark sage my can guy. change your mind yeah dark sage yeah. can change my mind so um that's that completes my list um of course this is all just in good fun so um please don't tell me don't show me your right leg of the forbidden one fanfics where he's hotter than battle steer i'm just not gonna listen to it uh and yeah i would just say that uh pretty much every card in yugi's deck is charged with sexual energy that was a phenomenal bit thank you so much thank you very much round of applause thank you thank you um, um, yeah, and if you guys want to have me back on for a bonus segment once we get into new arcs, I can oh do the god, same I... with uh, other people's decks. Oh my god! Like absolutely. Okay. Oh I, I, it's like I would, I would love to. Um, I'm also going to say, Dan, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to cut our, our episode there since we have reached an hour and a half recording. Well, all right then. Um, if you are okay with that, uh, yeah, I know I'm fine. we have I... some some questions. Like I'm actually legit running out of people to list, so. Just go ahead. Yeah. Let, let, let's save some things. Uh, I will also uh, save some questions uh, for later. Uh, apologies to, to you, Dark Wizard James Mason. I know they're both from you, but we will get to them. Uh, we promised. Um, 
And, well, Jesus fucking Christ, Tanner. Can I just say you're the best guest we've ever had? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, if if you want to hear more of me, you can go to the Shadow of the Cabal podcast. Um, we're still recording, right? I can still plug my shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We are uh, still okay, recording. Sure. Now is a perfect time to plug. Awesome. Um, we just started, uh, we're an actual play podcast, which means that we play RPGs on the radio and turn them into sort of an audio drama type story. Um, our first campaign was in Legend of the Five Rings, which is a fantasy game about samurai, which is very cool and good. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, while we were waiting for the next edition of Legend of the Five Rings to come out, we've been playing around with some other stuff. Um, the one most uh, pertinent to maybe your interests, uh, dear listener, is Burning Frontier, which is a uh, Wild West meets the Mummy meets Yu-Gi-Oh meets Conan the Barbarian. Um, it's like a fantasy Wild West thing that's got some... I accidentally turned it into Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> like, I didn't even mean to. Um, but, like, yeah, I feel like the idea of, like, Boz and Kaz and Seiwoots coming back to possess people and old dead wizards playing shadow games and cowboys, um, you'll probably like it. Yeah. yeah. If, if you um, enjoy the accents of the American South done by Americans who are not from the American South, then you might also enjoy it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Amelia's mom actually talks like that, so she gets a pass. Um... <laughs> The rest of us have no excuse, for sure. No, I, I seriously, I love them. I cannot tell they're bad, and I'm just like, oh yeah. I've only been told. I have no opinion of my own. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Oh, they're bad. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, if you want to check us out, you can find us on pretty much any podcast platform that you use, like iTunes or Stitcher or many of the other um, pod catchers, Shadow of the Cabal. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at SOTCpod on Twitter. Yeah. And what about yourself? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Tantaclaus, um, like T-A-N-T-A-C-L-A-U-S. Um, that's my personal Twitter. I mainly retweet like sick mechas and uh, funny gifts from old shit. And um, but yeah, if you wanna if you wanna see my my work, uh, <laughs> check out uh, Shadow of the Cabal. Yeah. All right. All uh, right. And I have been Sarah. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah Mook Costumes. There's, there's an H in Sarah and there's two C's in Mook. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of uh, Wheel of Time costume design shit uh, lately uh, because that's what I do at uni. Uh, so if you want to see that, come follow me. Uh, let's see. I am Dan Silva, aka Mike Dawson. You can find me on Twitter at, at Mike. Un- on, uh, at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. Uh, you can. No, I'm I'm done with Tumblr, so you don't have to look for me there. Um, they don't go to Tumblr I'm, anymore. They wouldn't let me publish that list on Tumblr these days. No. Uh, you can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore Holiday. Uh, today's the most recent one is of course Re- Farewell Fingers in His Ass Sunday. Uh, I I am very much looking forward to what I have tomorrow, which is. Straight Pride Before a Fall Day, a.k.a. the day before the Legend of Korra finale. Uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll have to make sure I post, like, like visual evidence so people get it. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I want to mention? Uh, I like to, like, just, like, shout out some podcasts that might fall outside your periphery. Uh, this week, I didn't really think about it, but I... Oh, shit, I forgot to mention... I was on The Stick. Uh, oh, yeah, of that's course. That's a Homestar Runner podcast. Uh, I was on episode number four, the most recent one. Uh, 
just that's like I said, that's with uh, Eden and David. Uh, they talk about Homestar Runner stuff every episode. Uh, anyway, yeah. I guess um, I, I'll count that as my shout out. And they're also with Noise Space, who we're, we're friends of. Yeah, speaking of The Stick, The Stick is a noise-based podcast. We are not actually a noise-based podcast, noise-based beggars on, um, but we are friends of them, so you should go and check them out and all the stuff they do on their network. Um, if you want to, say, send an... I was going to say send an ask to the podcast, go on Tumblr. We have a Tumblr. It is podofgreed.tumblr.com uh, And on Twitter, we are... Mm, I think we're Pod of Greedcast. I yeah, don't manage the Twitter, cast. so I don't know. Uh, but perhaps in future you should consider adding us there for questions. Um, yeah. Sometimes we remember to shout out for asks for the end of episodes. Uh, sometimes we don't, so just like add us whenever yeah. um, for stuff. And that's podcast. Um, oh, that's a podcast. Oh, that's a podcast. I am going oh, to oh, shit. myself face down and end this so, episode. We can't forget. There's um, one very important thing that we have to bring on whenever we bring a new guest. Uh, oh, Jesus, fuck. I forgot about that. So, uh, Tanner, we're, let me just dig up the, the thing we need you to read, and I'm sure oh, you can God. handle it very well. We, with guests, we get them to see if they can make their way through the Norman Reedus monologue uh, without laughing. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Norman Reedus, booty ass, dirt hand slap, prince ass, naked butt ass, naked ass out, mud covered booty ass, naked ass, butt ass, naked booty cheeks, butt ass out, naked booty out, naked ass, Norman Reedus, butt ass, naked mud slap, butt cheeks, baffy. So close. So close. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for that.